Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's a postcard-like day in the Twin Cities. 81 degrees, mostly cloudy. Wind out of the the west at 9 miles an hour. 109 here on WCCO. It is Tech Talk. On a Saturday, Doug Swinhart in the house. I'm Eric Nelson in for Stevie T. He's off this weekend. J-Lo Jonathan Lowe is our studio coordinator and Al Schock in the newsroom. And Doug, always good to see you. Oh, it's wonderful to be here, Eric. Thank you so much. Yeah, we're going to bat things around. We'll take your phone calls as well. You can uh, give us a ring at 651-989-9226. Again, 651-989-9226 in the Twin Cities Metro or the toll-free line. Doug will pick up the tab, 866-989-9226, 866-989-9226. Uh, anything that is laptop-related, Kindle-related, iPad-related, uh, you know, you name it, Doug will talk about it here on Tech Talk. And, Doug, one of the major stories this week has been uh, Yahoo or the company formerly known as Yahoo because Verizon has acquired Yahoo and now – uh, Verizon is under this mega company called Oath, which also has HuffPost, AOL, and TechCrunch. What does this all mean, and what if you have Yahoo? What do you do now? Well, you know, this is real interesting because, as you know, Yahoo has been suffering from major, major security hacks. And, in fact, I had an interesting call this morning from a lady. Her She's running a business, has a Yahoo account. Her account was locked up, and I thought, well, it's a simple password problem. We'll get through this. No, she's been trying to get back into her account now for five days. And she has jumped through all the hoops. She did not have a smartphone, so they can't send her a text. And her original email that she used to set it up is either gone or also corrupt. Now, the interesting thing here is she went online looking for a Yahoo support number. And I also did the same. Went to Google, typed in Yahoo, mail password problem, plus Yahoo Direct Telephone Support, and came up with literally hundreds of 800 numbers. None of them Yahoo. The Yahoo page states that they do not take phone calls. Yahoo page also states that they will never ask for a credit card or your password. The calls that she made, everybody, in fact, several she noted, they want $500, and there's no guarantee of getting to her account. Well, I said, listen. If you and I can't open it up, how are they? Your account is actually shut down at the mail server. I think if Verizon can get a hold of Yahoo and spend some serious time straightening out their security issues and making certain that people can again have confidence in Yahoo Mail, there's an awful lot of Yahoo Mail accounts out there. It will be good for Verizon. But at this particular point, Eric, in my mind, They've got their hands full. Yeah, and Doug, this could be catastrophic if you're a Yahoo user, as you pointed out, running a business or even your own personal account, and suddenly you can't get in, can't check your emails, can't send emails. People continue to send emails, so they're not even getting a notice. So here, Yeah, there's no bounce back. Right, so here this lady is. 
Her account is closed off to log in, but yet people can send to that account and don't get a bounce. That's really bad. Is this a situation where Verizon will need to pony up, spend money up front to fix this so they can regain it on the back end and hope that people stay with Yahoo? I'm thinking yes. And and here's the thing. You know, when, when people think about these security issues, they well, they've all got pictured some 350-pound guy in his bedroom that with a, with a dirty old tank top on hacking away or some young kid in the garage hacking away. It's not that simple. I truly believe that when they're on this level, they have to have somebody on the inside that's disgruntled or somebody on the inside that's working with the outside hackers in a different country. It's not that simple. And I don't care whether you're talking the the the, the Yahoo hack, the uh, uh, Target, um, Chase Manhattan, U.S. But whatever the case may have been, uh, there when they're at this level, I really think somebody has to start opening the door from the inside. The, this isn't 1980s anymore. Security has been an issue for IT people for 40 years, so we're, we're getting there. Uh, Yahoo was a major player back in the day. Indeed. Uh, what has happened to Yahoo? Is this a Gmail world we now live in? I, you know, I, I hate to say yes, but it does appear that way. <laughs> you, you know, the last I heard was about six or seven years ago. Uh, Google had somewhere in the neighborhood of 20 plus thousand people working 24 hours a day, seven days a week, filtering and monitoring spam and, and malware going into the system. I don't know of a company on the planet that can compete with that. In addition to that, Gmail and Google did such a push with their Google Grid servers. It's literally impossible to hack a a Google server. Nothing in life is impossible, but I will say with Google, it's really difficult. There are tens of thousands of servers around the planet just trying to figure out which server happens to have my email on any given minute would be a monumentous task. This actually, I think, puts Google, when it comes to security, light years ahead of the rest. I'm hoping that the infusion of Verizon money into Yahoo will save Yahoo. I think Yahoo had a great concept. Um, right after the, the AOL send out CD movement kind of moved away. Yahoo was one of the first players in this thing. Uh, They were selling their accounts when they first came out. They were doing a really good job. They were one of the first to go with web-based mail, which is wonderful. Um, They were kind of almost neck and neck with Gmail, and Gmail just took off and skyrocketed. Yeah, uh, for the record, some Yahoo data from USA Today. Yahoo began in 94 as a pre-Google search engine, and... Yahoo is still a top internet destination go-to site, third in the U.S., 192 million visitors in April. Uh, number one, Google with 241 million, Facebook second with just over 200 million. But if you have a snafu like this and you don't fix it quickly, Verizon now or Oath, if they don't get on top of it, they may not get these folks back. Well, you know, this is the thing with, with the internet, and I'm sure you've noticed this. If somebody's got a problem, they're right on the Internet ranting and raving. Very rarely do we see people go and say, boy, this is a great product. I am so happy after having this. for Because, you know, it's human nature. When things are good, no news is good news, generally, when, when you're looking at it from a business perspective. But when it's this massive, 
yeah, this could cost Verizon tons and tons of money. I have high hopes that they will jump right on this, clean it up, not only maintain, but really become a head-to-head competitor with, with Google, as much as I like Google and Gmail. Competition in this industry is just as needed as any other industry. The competitors keep the other people honest, no matter which direction it's going. So I'm, I have high hopes that they'll get this thing cleaned up and get back on track in a hurry. All right, we will stay on top of the uh, Yahoo slash Verizon issue in the coming weeks. We're going to step away. We'll come back, take your calls. Ron, Jeff, and Alan waiting patiently on the line. Again, the number is 651-989-9226 or 866-989-9226. Or you can send us a text. 81807 Tech Talk on WCCO. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. It is Tech Talk on a gorgeous Saturday in the Twin Towns, 81 degrees, 120 WCCO. Doug Swinhart, the star of the show, the uh, phone bank over here. Wow, it is lit up. Looks Let's take like, some calls. Looks like Las Vegas. Oh, that's cool. At Let's take dusk. some calls. Bunch of neon. We will take some calls. I we'll love start that. in Brooklyn Center. Ron, you're on Tech Talk. Yeah, how you doing? Good. What's uh, up, Ron? Uh, I got a concern about my uh, computer. I, I got Windows 10, okay. and uh, I, I've been getting the updates on it. And my version 15.11 worked fine, and all of a sudden uh, they updated 16.07. And everything works so slow, like it's in slow motion or something. Um, I've actually seen a lot of this, and and I'm going to tell you what I, I'm going to recommend that you do. It's a two-step process. You want to go and open up a web browser, go to Google.com, download and run ADW Cleaner, A-D-W-C-L-E-A-N-E-R, and the best place to get that, in my opinion, is on your Google search box. Just type in ADW Cleaner space Major Geeks, M-A-J-O-R-G-E-E-K-S. Download it, run it, and let it clean. After that, you should also go to Google and type in SpyBot, S-P-Y-B-O-T, space, active, A-C-T-I-V-E, dash or hyphen, beacon, B-E-A-C-O-N. Download, install that, and run all that, and fire it up. And that should square your square you away. If you continue to have problems, give me a call next week, and we'll clear out your update cache. I'm seeing a lot of this with this particular update. And thank you so much for the call, and good luck. Yeah, we appreciate it, Ron. Again, the number is 651-989-9226 in the Twin Cities Metro, or 866-989-9226. That's the toll-free line. Next stop, Minneapolis. Jeff, you're on the air. Hi. Hi, uh, Jeff. I get a lot of good tips from your show, so thank you. Oh, thank you so much. What can we do for you? I've got an HP laptop, five or six years old, and it worked fine day before yesterday. And we went to use it yesterday, and on the bottom row of keys, about five of them don't work. Um, the, the comma dot don't work, and the space bar doesn't work. I wonder if you have any thoughts on that and if it would be cost prohibitive to get it repaired you know my first thought would be it's one of two things either you've developed a bad keyboard which is the most likely and you should be able to get a replacement keyboard on ebay for less than twenty dollars be cautious where you buy 
Anytime I buy computer parts on eBay, I always select within the U.S. only. Um, and I try to do business with a preferred seller, preferably. And for computer parts, if it's coming out of New York or California, you're generally in really good shape. If it's not the keyboard, and try to make sure that you can return it without having to pay a ton of shipping. Of course, they're usually 15 16 bucks. If it's not the keyboard, then it's motherboard. And in my opinion, it would be price prohibitive to change it. However... I can almost guarantee it's a keyboard. Almost. Uh, that would definitely be worth fixing. And thank you for the call. All right. We appreciate that call from Jeff. Right back to the phone lines. Alan, somewhere on the highways and the byways. Hey, Alan. There you go. Highways and byways is my life, so I get it. Uh, quick question for you. I've had Gmail running. We had an update hit the computer about a week and a half ago. And now I've had nothing but problem with Gmail. But previous to that, I have letters and stuff in Gmail, notes back and forth with attorneys that I needed to keep. Okay. And it's automatically dumping those. I went to Micro Center. They said call Gmail. Gmail, they don't have any support. Gave me the right around. I went to Geek Squad. They pulled up some type of direction thing, tried to follow it, and couldn't make sense of it either. Is there anything there we can do to recover? You know, this is really, really strange. I think this. Um, give me a call next week if this doesn't work. If you are accessing your Gmail account using Google Chrome, I'm going to suggest that you use Chrome first. Make sure you're in the right browser. Log into your account. Over on the left side, you will see your list of folders. There's probably going to be a, a word there that says more. When you left-click on that more, you are going to locate a file called All Mail. That should have every email in it that ever hit that. Do not delete anything out of all mail, but you should at least have access to where you can copy them back to your inbox and try. It sounds to me like you have set up a filter that is attempting to send something to a folder and it's actually deleting it. And if you have problems with that, give me a call. I'm, I'm quite a, don't want to brag, but I'm pretty good with Gmail. But the all-mail should show you everything, and you'll at least have access. And thank you for the call. I appreciate that. All right, Alan, drive safely out on those uh, roads around the great state of Minnesota. Uh, one more call. We'll go to Glenwood. Gene, you're on Tech Talk with Doug. Hi, how you doing? Good, thanks. What's up? Well, I've got a uh, subscription with AOL. I've been a member of AOL for 20 years, and we have AOL mail accounts. Sure. Um, if we stopped paying our AOL bill, will our email addresses disappear? Yeah, you know, this is really a good question. I have seen people stop paying, and they keep their mail, and I don't know how this works exactly. I've seen people who stop paying, and they shut it off. So I'm not certain. I think at this point... I would recommend that you actually get a Gmail account, put your AOL as a POP3 account underneath your Gmail, and then as a part of your signature for at least the next three to six months, inform people that you're converting from AOL to Gmail, and at the end of that three months, stop paying and see what happens. That's probably the best advice I could give you, and thank you for the call. I hope that helps. You know, Doug, we take it for granted that these email accounts are free. Is there ever a day down the road when that might not be the case? I, I hope not, but everything seems to have a price. I, You know, I'm not sure. I think about this quite a bit because 
Gmail turned into Google Apps. And back when Google Apps first came out, you could actually set up a Google Apps like for a business. Shared and private email accounts to a specific domain name. Shared and private calendar. Shared and private files. And you could actually set up this this Google Apps for endless email accounts. And I set up a couple of them for 500. They're still free today. Google Apps went commercial and you no longer can create those accounts. But they're allowing the past ones to stay. Now, whether we're ever going to get to a point to where they want $5 a month, which really, I'd pay it. Oh, don't I, say that. I, I Don't well, say that on the 50,000-watt boomstick. They're yeah, going to get an idea. Well, yeah, I, I, trust me. I'm sure they're thinking about it. <laughs> At this point, we've heard no rumors that Google is talking about this. Uh, they've said it's going to be free forever a number of times. So if they do... I foresee the day that might happen where they're not going to go back on people and say, well, you got to start paying right away. Could happen. I don't know. But I don't think so. I think they're going to remain free because of the amount of money they generate via advertising and because of clicks and hits. So I hope you're right, not, Doug. Hopefully not. But once upon a time, you could check a bag on an airplane for free. That's true. And once one airline made that decision to charge, they all followed suit. Oh, just like little... just. Tumbled like dominoes, didn't they? And now Southwest wants you to make feel, make you feel good because they don't charge you. Well, back in the day, nobody did, but that's another topic for exactly. another day. Exactly, exactly. Uh, we will go to the text line, 81807. Uh, how do I forward my Yahoo email to my Gmail account? Uh, that's actually a pretty simple affair. Once you're in Gmail, you go over and you click the little bars and go down to uh, under settings, open up settings, go under accounts, and you can actually import all of your mail and your contacts into just follow the directions. If you want to put that mail so it does pop three underneath your Gmail account, you can also add that account underneath the Gmail. But you're still going to need to do your imports. Everything's under settings over on the right-hand side of your Gmail. Just look, do a little searching. It's really just follow the follow the screens as they walk you through it. Once you do that, you'll have to go back to your account or whatever account you're setting up under there, um, uh, CenturyLink or Q.com or whatever, AOL. You'll have to reopen that account and verify it from the other side. That's just a security precaution that both email companies take to make sure that you're not getting into somebody else's mail and having it forwarded to your account. Uh, Pretty simple affair. Just go under settings. Plenty more tech talk coming up. You can give us a call, 651-989-9226 in the Twin Cities, 651-989-9226 or 866-989-9226, 866-989-9226. That's the toll-free line. Or text us if you're shy and bashful, 81807. This is WCCO. It is the ultra-popular show known as Tech Talk. Runs from 1 to 2 every Saturday. Doug Swinhart is the star of the show. I'm Eric Nelson in for the normal host, Stevie T, who's off this week. So we've kind of juggled the uh, lineup here at CCO. J-Lo, Jonathan Lowe, our studio coordinator. There are lines open if you want to give us a call. Have a question for Doug, 651-989-9226 or 866-989-9226. Doug, we do have some people who have texted us. At 81807, a texter writes, is it necessary to purchase driver update software for Windows 10? Does Windows Update automatically do this? 
it's not necessary to buy any driver software at any time ever with any operating system. There's a lot of websites out there, uh, device manager, driver manager, driver booster. They try to sell this at product, but your drivers, the piece of software that ties together your hardware to an operating system is always up until the time that it is no longer supported, supplied by the original manufacturers. And yes, Windows Update will supply certain drivers if they're current. And in fact, sometimes Windows will kick out a driver update that's wrong. You need to go underneath your system, right-click on that device, and roll back to the old driver. And that can get just a little bit strange in Windows 10. But you, drivers drivers are like firmware. I do not recommend updating BIOS unless it's absolutely necessary. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Some people are all high on having the latest drivers, and very rare is it necessary. Now, if your sound stops because Windows made some change in the operating system, yes, then it's time to look to see if there's an updated driver that's necessary so you got sound. If your video goes hinky, if your mouse is doing weird things, your keyboard. But generally speaking, once something is working in an OS, Microsoft goes to great pains so their updates do not overwrite these things. But like anything else in life, it, life it's just not a perfect world. So that can be one of the snafus with computers, but you should never ever have to buy driver software. All right, another text, Doug. What is the difference between msn.com and Hotmail? You know, that's really good. Nothing. Hotmail, msn.com, outlook.com, live.com. These are all Microsoft email platforms. Now, the email addresses have changed as Microsoft has updated their email servers. Nonetheless, you can have a Hotmail account, an MSN account, a Live.com account, an Outlook account, and you can go to any web browser. Go to Outlook.com and sign in with that email address. Provided you have a current correct password, you'll log right in and you'll see it all. They're really the same with different names. Other than that, they're identical. All right, Doug, another text. This is from Ken in Brooklyn Center. What can you tell me about any mobile phone monitoring software for Snapchat? I'm wanting to monitor my kiddos' iPhones, SMS, iMessage, and especially Snapchat without having to obtain and download or install software on their phones. I am not aware of anything. I'd have to do some research. Um, I'm not real big on monitoring our children. I know that that parenting is important, but I I I just I'm not big on this. I don't think that we can childproof the world. I think we need to worldproof the child. I I, I just um I take a little bit different stance to that. So I use some caution there. I I, I would think as especially as a teenager, if you want to create rebellion, this will do it. This will yeah, that, that's a great point. Be careful where you tread. Uh, give us a call, 651-989-9226 or 866-989-9226. Look, you're a guy who makes your living, you know, in the world of computers 
and they certainly have brought a lot of good to this world, but there's been some negative repercussions, as we all know. Oh, my, yes. Uh, how much screen time or phone time is too much, not only for kids, but for all of us? Yeah, you know, this has really been uh, an object uh, of discussion for years and years and years. And it has not too long ago, in fact, there were some psychologists that were doing research with uh, autistic children, and they discovered that letting them game 8 to 12 hours a day expanded their attention span. Uh, I, I'm not certain how that all worked. I, I know that we're, my opinion, and that's all I can really give you here, I think we're losing something with, with the social activity. I think that when I look at BRB, for example, Be Right Back, and, and this, this uh, continuated text, you know, the English language is a beautiful, beautiful thing. And, and sometimes, even though I'm in computers, it really bothers me how we're butchering it. The screen time, if anybody is guilty of screen time, it's probably me sitting in front of my TV. So it's winter, and it's easy for me to get lost for three, four hours at a crack. But computers... As long as you're getting up and moving, it really it's not much different than sitting in front of the TV. But I think that it's an individual type thing, especially for adolescents. Get them off their hind end. Get them some exercise. More importantly than that, get them in some social interactions so they can hear voice tones and look at face re- reflections and eye movements and tones of voice. I think we're missing some of that with the Internet. If all we do is sit and type, Somebody might mean something that's humorous, but because we didn't hear their tone of voice, it we take it in a whole different context. So, so this can be a real dangerous factor, uh, an extremely dangerous factor. I, I just don't want to lose our humanity to computers. Yeah, as we say in the texting world, OMG. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, see, and, and here again, we talk about texting. I'm not a big texter, Eric. People are surprised to hear this, but, you know, well, I sent you a text. Well, I might check my text twice a week. I, I got phone calls coming in. I got three email accounts that I'm monitoring daily. I, I just don't have time to check my text. When my phone beeps, I, I just automatically assume somebody's texting me an ad. In addition to that, texting for my generation, the end of the baby boomers, I can accomplish more in two minutes with a phone call than I can in an hour texting. I'm not a good, fast thumb typer, but even if I was the world's fastest thumb typer, I'm pretty sure I can speak quicker and listen faster than they can type and I can listen and read. It's just quicker. I think that some of this texting business is out of hand, especially when people are driving. I I sometimes don't even answer my phone when I'm driving. It's just too critical. So I'm, I'm kind of in between this digital millennium group and 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 old school. I got a calendar on my desk. I, I I'm kind of in the middle of that. I, I was talking to a, a Maple Grove police officer a few weeks ago. Uh, they were doing a crackdown on uh, distracted driving, and over a couple of weeks, they had so many citations they issued. And I said, "What can we do?" About this, how can we fix it? Or is the horse out of the barn? And he said, "Yes, the horse is out of the barn. We need to go hands free in the state of Minnesota." So he basically can't touch the phone in the car or truck. Are you a proponent of that? Well, you know, we're not going to get rid of cell phones. Um, five or six years ago, when I first started getting the smartphones, and really, this is simple, and you can buy these things anywhere. 
I have this small little device, Eric, that I paid $16 for. It slides into the DVD slot, which nobody uses anymore. <laughs> Got this little screw deal on the, on the bottom so it tightens up. My phone locks into this thing. I've got a six-inch little wire that comes out and plugs into the AC unit on my on my Nissan. As soon as I plug it in, I've got telephone over the, my, the speakers. I can control the volume from my steering wheel, control the hang-up, and the lift the receiver on my steering wheel. I just don't see any reason why people aren't hands-free completely without having it be a law. Uh, even with that, and in fact, there's another plus to this. Once my little Samsung phone is in that little cradle, I go to the home screen. I hit Pandora.com. I got 24-hour, seven-day-a-week smooth jazz music playing. When the phone rings, I hit my little deal on the steering wheel to answer the phone. The radio quits. You, if I was trying to fumble around with my cell phone in my right hand, trying to or my left hand, trying to drive, trying to turn down the volume on the radio, well, I'd be in the ditch most of the time. I just I and I and yes, I can chew gum and walk at the same time. <laughs> but I'm just not gonna distract my driving that way. And again, for less than twenty dollars, you can be hands free. Most phones today, in fact, I don't know of a phone today that doesn't have Bluetooth. If you don't have the wire today, just train it up with a Bluetooth. As soon as my phone gets close to the car, even without the wire, it starts coming through the speakers on the phone part. The wire is needed for the Pandora and the maps only. So you just, there's no reason why everybody is not. So when I see people holding on to their phone up to their head, or well, another one of my favorite I see on the freeway is some guy that's driving down the road and he's got his shoulder up hanging on to his phone by his I don't know of a smartphone that doesn't have a speaker deal. Just get it off your body. I do believe that the state should be hands-free. I don't think you can tell people they can't take a smartphone in the car. I don't think you're ever going to get that happen unless the electronics in the car kills the signal. But then you've got the issue of, well, what happens if there's an emergency and somebody's got to call 911? Now it's illegal to do that from a from a vehicle. Oh, that's bad. Yeah, it's it's really uh, it's a conundrum, and there's no real easy answer, you know. And I even think about GPS, which we all have it on our phones now. And if you're trying to look at the phone, the GPS to navigate your way to wherever you're going, that's a distraction that takes your eyes off the road. But then I think, well, once upon a time we had these maps that folded up, and we'd open them up and we'd try to look for these little blue dots and lines or and a Hudson red Road map. And, yeah, <laughs> I, 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 that was distracted driving too. When you think about it, it really was. Um, here again with the little cradle for the phone, maps.google.com. It's on every smartphone. This thing works just like a $400 Garmin system. So take the next turn, take this turn, take the, and it's extremely accurate. I, I just, you don't need your hands or your fingers. Once you got it in there, leave your hands off it. Hands-free driving, I, hands-free should be, I think, an absolute North American law. That Not even just U.S., just the entire, maybe even the entire planet. All right, we we got to hit the break quickly, but uh, somebody wants to know what's the name of the product to go hands-free, and somebody also says Bluetooth is hard to hear, and I've heard that too when I use it. That's why I actually use the cable. Okay. Uh, the the, the cable name? Is, I can't I can't remember. Just go to eBay and put on cell phone holder, space plus DVD slot. Or, they got them that will clip onto air vents too. They're like 
cell phone holder, automobile smartphone holder. And they got them to hold tablets, 8-inch tablets. So, yeah, they're there. Just don't pay too much. All right, we're going to step away. When we come back, we'll go to Crystal and talk to Paul. Tech Talk continues on WCCO. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Final minutes, Tech Talk on a gorgeous Saturday in the Twin Cities, 81 degrees. Wind out of the west at 9. It is 154. Doug Swinhart, going to take another call from Paul and Crystal. Hey, Paul. Good afternoon, guys. Thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. What can we do for uh, you? I've got, I've got an older LG LG TV, and I I take grab everything off uh, the antennas, but I have a hard time getting my channel 41 ion. Do I need another antenna, or do I need to scrap the TV? Yeah, uh, you know, I think depending upon the age of this thing, you might be considering a new TV, but if you can get a high def picture on that tv a high def antenna will make all the difference on the on the planet is there any chance you've got high speed internet that you want to connect to this as well paul no i no i've no i've got i've got wi-fi in my building but i don't i don't i don't have internet i see i see yeah uh might be time to be looking at a new set if you're looking at a new tv set let me suggest a samsung they are just absolutely awesome. Of course, LG makes good equipment as well. Um, but, yeah, you're you're probably looking at, at getting a different antenna. Yeah, you should be able to get one for less than $100. Um, but a high-def antenna will pull it right in. And thank you for the call. Appreciate the call, Paul. And uh, we're not going to be able to take any more calls this week because we are uh, pressed for time. But, uh, Doug, you'll be back next week. Absolutely. Yeah, with Stevie T, and then in two weeks I get to do this show again, so it's always a lot of fun. Any parting shots as uh, you head into uh, this lovely Saturday afternoon? No, I'll just leave my information in case somebody needs some help. 651-552-9543, and of course, WCCOTech.com, W-C-C-O-T-E-C-H.com, 651-552-9543. And I'll see you in a week or so, Eric. Sounds good, Doug. Always a lot of fun. Now, we're going to have CBS News coming up, top of the hour. Local news with Al Shock, And then Sports Saturday begins. WNBA Commissioner Lisa Borders in the house. We'll talk some hoops and more on WCCO. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.